what's happening everybody welcome today is wednesday it's september 14th 2022 my name is jeremy and this is my first cop uh good morning to stacy and mark and nathan and jenny and andrew and all the rest of you out there whether you're watching live later or listening how are you? What's going on? How are you feeling about your day? How was your Tuesday? What are you looking forward to for your Wednesday? Feel free to send off in the chat. Uh, Dennis is driving to work. Good morning, Josh. Had a great time with Josh. Josh, yesterday we recorded some stuff for his podcast, and I thought it went great. And even if it didn't, even if everybody hates it, I still had fun because I always have fun working with Josh. So. That was a good time. Well, yesterday was an interesting day because that was really my only appointment. And I'm thankful that yesterday was the day that I ended up with the, the sinus congestion stuff. I feel fine. I feel fine today. I'm going to chalk that up to not doing a lot, resting, uh, taking a couple showers and just uh, but all is well in the world today. Cut my hair, which is why my, my sweatshirt's getting stuck. It's like Velcro fabric on a freshly shorn, not quite freshly, because it was last night. And I don't use a blade. Um, so I guess we can't say shorn. But yeah, very, very small stubbly hair. It's like Velcro. Good morning, Andy. Andrew says Tuesday was good. Today is day 365 of my drumming video challenge and day three of my kata video challenge. Well, I, I gotta I gotta say, the fact that that I mean it's not surprising that Andrew can make it through 365 days of this, but I think that's awesome. You know, one of the things that people have said to me, why do you do this morning show? Now it's not every day. It used to be, remember when it was seven days a week? I didn't realize when I started doing it what the benefit would be. I knew that we needed live content. I knew we needed video. And I knew we needed to be on other platforms. I also knew I didn't have much time. So it needed to be really simple. Boom. First cup. Now, if you go back to the beginning versus now, you can see the show is, is not so different, but I am. I have gained tremendous skills from doing it. And so when you look at something like a 365 day challenge or a 30 day challenge, I think that is the reason to do it. You develop skills because of frequency. Take into 12 months of health. It's all about frequency, right? It's not about, oh, I did this thing at a four hour seminar and now I'm perfect at it. I did this thing every day for five minutes for two years. If you're working towards a goal, Focus on that incremental progress. And Josh agrees with me. We had a great conversation yesterday. Thanks for recording. Thanks for playing martial arts. Choose your own adventure. We did. I'll tell you, when, when this comes out, I'm sure Josh will let me know and I'll, I'll post it on my personal social media stuff. Uh, we did some things that I had never done before. More or less. And it, it was fun. If you guys aren't listening to the 13th Hour podcast with Josh, you should. He does some really interesting stuff. He's got a really great creative mind. 
I appreciate it. Jenny's asking Andrew, could you do a kata while drumming to make it count for both videos? Well, two sticks. I mean, there's a screamo. If somebody hasn't made, if somebody hasn't made like an escrima like form coupled with drumming, somebody needs to do that. And I would imagine learning drumming is harder than learning the basics of sticks. Andrew, I don't know how much you know about sticks, but if you want to make that video, I will certainly teach you the little bit that I know. So you could do it because that would be super fun. Especially if you had like a full drum kit around. Yeah, that'd be fun. And he replies, I could do it while beatboxing. All right, Andrew, if you know how to beatbox, and I didn't know that, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed because that's something that I wanted, I would want to know. If any of you can beatbox, I need to know that. There are certain things that I need to know about people and what they can do. That's definitely one of them. I cannot. I want to be able to. I cannot. And Stacy is right there for me. Tell me good Tycho doesn't have a quote form in it. It absolutely does. Tycho drumming, if you've ever seen the Japanese drumming, uh, I, I've had the opportunity to get to know Stuart, who is the head of the Tycho drumming stuff in Vermont. Great guy, really nice guy. And if there was not a drum there and you gave him, you know, couple rattan sticks he would beat the tar out of you with them because he knows exactly like it, it it translates so closely good morning brian so all right so what else what did i do i did a few small things yesterday because i just i wasn't feeling it i had a few things that were important to do and i pushed off a lot of stuff uh, I made some updates on whistlekick.com. Um, for example, now if you go to the Patreon section on whistlekick.com, it doesn't take you right to Patreon. It takes you to an intermediate page that explains a little bit about what Patreon is and why we do it and the benefits that you get. So hopefully, if people click that and they go on Patreon, they'll be a little more likely to sign up. Uh, I made wine. That has nothing to do with Whistlekick, but I did make wine yesterday. I squeezed... 90% of the grapes that I had left on the vine and it made a quart. <laughs> it made a quart of juice. Um, this grand plan of like, oh, I'm going to make like 20 bottles a year is not happen without way more grapes. Uh, now, granted, uh, some of the grapes had started to dry out. There were some that weren't quite ripe. But I now have, so funny enough, several years ago, my first attempt at making grape juice, I used my juicer, which took forever. It was a nightmare to clean up. Well, I sealed that. I, I water bath can. It's been in the fridge for years. So I was like, what am I going to do with a quart of juice? Ah, well, I took it out and I added it to this year's juice. And so now there's roughly half a gallon of grape juice fermenting in my kitchen. It's going to make like almost two bottles. It's okay. 
because once I'm done with that, I'm going to make other stuff. I am potentially going to pursue my, I have this, this interesting idea for a new type of alcohol that involves uh, maple, maple, sugar maple wood. I won't be able to do it quite with what I have, but anyway, fermentation is interesting. I make my own hot sauce and salsa and a bunch of other things, sauerkraut. So, uh, and Stacy's right. Sadly, more grapes equals more birds. Yeah, that's quite true. On my fall list, maybe it's even my winter list, is to go around and find all the bird nests and take them down because there are quite a few in awkward spots that I really don't want to be there. Perched over lights and things. About yesterday, Jenny trained yesterday morning. Excuse me, had a great conversation with my instructor afterward. Not martial arts specific, but it circled around the arts and was much needed for both of us. Then came home, hung out with the toddler, and did class again. It was a good day. It sounds like a good day. <laughs> so Josh asked, and if any of you have read uh, the novel that I wrote, Faith, you might have asked yourself this question. Jeremy, you know, I forgot to ask you, but here is just as well. In your book, Faith, there is reference to a character holding a first cup mug. So in the universe of the book, is there this show? Uh, Whistlekick exists in that universe. Uh, how active it is, I don't know yet. But the idea of one of the characters holding a first cup mug, you know, need, needed to needed to pay a little bit of homage to other things that we do. I always find it fun when books do that. I did not put enough coffee grounds in my coffee this morning because I didn't feel like grinding more. Problems that current Jeremy endures because past Jeremy was uh, wasn't feeling it. So what am I doing today? Today is Wednesday. Um, I got one meeting. Dinner with a friend. I have dinner with a friend tomorrow too. My social calendar is filled up. It's crazy. Uh, just things around the house. I, I gotta, I gotta clean up a little bit. The housekeeper's coming. And she's going to walk in and go, what do you want me to clean? There's stuff everywhere. So we'll fix that after the show. But, you know, simple stuff from my desk. I spent some time yesterday thinking about what has become a very blurry physical life around training and work and my home and sleep relaxation and entertainment and everything and it's all it's all really blurry and i think i need some better boundaries because as i've said before we define ourselves by the boundaries around us and i don't i'm not good at holding boundaries for myself so i need to create some physical boundaries like i think that heavy bag needs to go out to the garage the warehouse we'll see something rolling around in my head Stacy, you are doing great. Kelly says, this week starts back my classes at preschools. Had a new group of toddlers. So cute and fun.
fun. I don't know anybody who enjoys teaching little kids more than Kelly. Armies of them, and they're just, they're all over the place, and somehow she can bring some order to the chaos. I look at it and I think, oh, I can't do this. This is not my skill set. But speaking of skill sets, there's a transition for you. Frank, with his wonderful ability to make sure we always have great stuff to talk about, gave us something to talk about. Now, uh, I will be, let you know right off the bat, this could be a sensitive subject for some of you. So if you feel the need to duck out, I have no issue with that. Okay. I don't even need to say anything. All right. Last Saturday was World Suicide Prevention Day. Um, I have a, a, how do I want to phrase that? Suicide has had a huge impact on my life. Uh, I have the name of one person on my body. And sadly, I've had to keep a list because it's too, it's, it's too many people to remember. So there's the list. Um, and without going into detail, I have oft said that I owe martial arts for who I am. This plays a part. World Suicide Prevention Day, take time to reach out. Taking time to reach out to someone in your community, a family member, friend, colleague, or even a stranger could change the course of another's life. As an aside, I have often said that I strive for a level of compassion in all of my interactions that I would have if I knew the person was contemplating suicide. If you knew someone around you was strongly considering ending their life, you would probably treat them differently. That's how I try to treat everyone. I fail most of the time. I do, I'm not able to get there, but it's still a goal. Back into it. We all can reach in and ask somebody. You do not need to tell them what to do or have solutions. In fact, don't do that. But simply making the time and space to listen to someone about their experiences of distress or suicidal thoughts can help. Small talk can save lives and create a sense of connection and hope in somebody who may be struggling. Look out for those who are not coping. Warning signs of suicide include hopelessness, rage, uncontrolled anger, seeking revenge, acting reckless, or engaging in risky activities, seemingly without thinking. Feeling trapped like there's no way out. Increased alcohol or drug use, withdrawing from friends, family, and society, anxiety, agitation, Unable to sleep or sleeping all the time at dramatic mood changes. One other one, uh, people suddenly giving everything away. You don't need to have all the answers. People are often reluctant to intervene for many reasons, including a fear of not knowing what to say. doesn't matter what you say. It is important to remember there is no specific formula. Individuals in distress are often not looking for specific advice. Empathy, compassion, genuine concern, knowledge of resources, and a desire to help are key to preventing a tragedy. Individuals who have survived a suicide attempt have much to teach us about how the words and actions of others can be important. And those who have come through an episode of severe suicidal thinking often say they were not looking for specific advice, but the compassion and empathy from others helped to turn things around for them and point them towards recovery. Don't be afraid to ask someone if they are suicidal. Another factor that prevents individuals from intervening is the worry of making the situation worse. Almost impossible. This hesitance is understandable as suicide is a difficult issue to address, accompanied by a myth that's just talking about it may instigate vulnerable individuals to contemplate the idea or trigger the act. 
They've already thought about it. Evidence suggests that this is not the case. They, uh, the offer of support and a listening ear are more likely to reduce distress as opposed to exacerbate it. The listening ear of someone with compassion, empathy, and a lack of judgment can help restore hope. We can check in with them, ask them how they are doing, and encourage them to tell their story. The small gesture goes a long way. Here's the number one formula. I'm going to be, I'm going to lay it out as plainly as possible. If you suspect someone is on this path, make an opportunity to spend time with them. That is literally as far as you need to go. If you are spending time with them, could be watching TV, could be doing something active, whatever you would do with that person, just do that. Don't complicate it. It doesn't need to be complicated. It is likely that some of you in this chat have saved someone's life by doing just what I outlined and not realized it. I'm just playing the numbers. We, especially in Western society, try to complicate everything. We try to get overly detailed and we want to fix the problem. You can't fix someone else's problem. This problem, you can't fix this. So if you can't fix it, what's, what is the alternative? What are you trying to do? You're trying to provide support so they can have the time to fix it themselves. This is one of the reasons when, when people start, uh, when people get really down on drug addicts, to me, it's a very similar thing. People feeling like there's no better choice. Sometimes it's circumstantial. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance combination. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it comes from, at least in, in the context of this conversation. What matters is that that person has a glimmer of hope. So all they need is a little bit of hope. Because it's not no hope, all the hope. It's no hope, some hope. So if you can create opportunities where there's some hope, the world looks really different. I've said this before, in the early days of my martial arts career, young kid, I was taught that the most dangerous person is someone with nothing to lose. That danger does not only extend to other people. When someone has nothing to lose, when they feel like they're at rock bottom, regardless of how other people see it, that's irrelevant. Dangerous things can happen. And without uh, digging into the subject, because I, it's something that social media platforms don't like, when you look at 
large-scale violence that is not military stuff, if you know what I mean. It all roots from the same place. Jenny says, many times a warning sign is when a person appears to be coming out of a depressive or suicidal state because they're actually accepting the decision to act and they are at peace with the thought that everyone around them will be fine without them. And Stacy's being really brave sharing something here. I will say that you were one of those people for me. Master Jordan is one of those people for me. I wished I'd had either of your equivalents in my college years. Mm. Kelly says, so I often tell people Taekwondo saved my life. And it's true, as did teaching kids. I couldn't go through it and put kids through something like that. So what do we do with this? As martial artists, what do we do with this? We provide space. Now, sadly, suicide will continue. We're not going to eradicate it. There's no, there's no pill that makes it go away. There's no law we pass. There's no, there's no walk or march or fundraiser big enough that eliminates this. But as martial artists, we have an opportunity to get to know people at different levels. Most of the world knows people simply from conversation. We know people from action as well. In fact, there are plenty of people that I know their actions much better than their words. I know how they spar. I don't really know how they talk or what they're interested in or even what they do. Sometimes that can be a greater insight into something being different. There's also something to be said for offering an ear when someone doesn't know you well. Sometimes it can be easier to share things with someone you don't know because if they end up not wanting to be in your life because of what you just shared with that, they just shared with you, they haven't really lost anything. So here are my suggestions. If you're a school owner or an instructor, you could institute a policy of, hey, if you need to talk to me, if you want to talk to me, you just have to tell me. Could be about anything. You would probably want to remind people of that at the end of every class. If you're a student, you're working with somebody and they seem off or normal, check in with them. Hey, you didn't seem like your normal self today. What's going on? Don't ask, are you okay? Because people will always say yes. You have to ask open-ended questions. Questions that require a response. You're assuming that something's going on because something was going on. What's going on? Oh, I had a really tough day at work. 
oh, things aren't well at home. Uh, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Do you have somebody you can talk about it with, though? Yeah. Okay. I, I hope that you do. Doesn't have to be me, but I'm available. Or you can just skip all that and say, hey, do you drink beer, coffee, whatever? Let's go get a drink. Right now? Yeah. You got 20 minutes? And then when the beer's in front of them and out of the context of training, so you seemed a little off tonight. What's going on? A lot of times when I have social engagements, it's stuff kind of along these lines. People that I'm a little concerned about that I know don't have a great history with reaching out to people. And so I reach out. There are a couple right now that I reach out to frequently, less frequently than I would like to. They both drive me nuts because their communication skills suck. <laughs> but it's important to me that they know that I'm there for them. I make time for that. Josh says, I work with suicidal people almost every day. There's lots of things people feel compelled to do. In the end, I think that all you can really do as an outside party is extend the fuse a little longer. So that split second decision to act, as opposed to just thinking about suicide, is a little longer than it might have been. And that may be enough. Very well said. Much more articulate than I had put it. Thank you, Josh. Gad says, I wouldn't be the person I am now without Taekwondo. It also saved me from going to a darker place I was already in at one time. Whistlekick also helped me find courage again. Thank you. You know, I've, I've said from the get-go, our entire mission here is around providing what martial artists want. Content, training material, clothing, accessories, training equipment, whatever. If you're a martial artist, traditional martial artist, we're going to make whatever we can that keeps you training. If you decide to stop training, for whatever reason or whatever, in whatever way, We didn't provide something to you. I'm not naive enough to think that we're going to keep 100% of people training. But it doesn't mean we won't try. Okay. And so lastly, I'm going to leave you with this. If you need to talk to me, if you want to talk to me, that door's always been open. It will remain open. I am busy. I cannot promise that my availability is what you might want it to be. But if you need to talk to someone and I'm the person you're most comfortable talking to, I will do my best to make time. And I hope, as Josh said, extending the fuse, I hope knowing that I am willing to 
I'm going to give you a little bit of time. Okay. I hope you have a great day. I want to thank Frank for giving us the opportunity to talk about this. Thank you to Josh for the theme music. Thank you to all of you for your openness and your willingness to engage and share on such a difficult subject, one that means a lot to me. I appreciate being here, all of you. And I hope to see you back here tomorrow. 6.30. Take care, everybody. Peace.